Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, radio family. Welcome back. The weekend edition of Community Focus here on our intercom stations. Not only your great company as always during the weekend, but certainly a wonderful opportunity that I, Renee Vaughn, look forward to every weekend and is talking with good persons like yourselves who are doing some absolutely incredibly good things in our community. This next gentleman, it is a joy and treat for me because, one, I am talking to fellow Carver High School alum, and secondly, the good things that you, Antonio Stevenson, are doing. Good morning. How are you, my brother? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule, especially to talk about something that is near and dear to your heart. You have a wonderful nonprofit that some already from our radio family, Antonio, may be familiar with. But this will be a great opportunity to especially share this great information for those who will get an opportunity to learn more about your nonprofit, which is MB. SC. We'll get to the letters and the acronym in, in just a bit. In fact, I think that's a great starting point for our conversation this morning. Tell us a little bit. Give us uh, background information. Your organization is called My Brother's Second Chance. So my first question to you is this. Why the name and why even start a nonprofit for young men? Well, I used to be one of these young men, and I needed a second chance, a third chance, uh, sometimes a fourth chance. So um, I was raised by a single parent. My mother, Lily Stevenson, God rest her soul, uh, passed April 1st of this year. Mm. And my mom relied on my uncles and uh, my coaches to be my male role models in my life. and. Right. My brother's second chance is a nonprofit out of Winston Salem. Mm-hmm. Started by myself about 13 years ago. Wow! And, and now we have served well over five, close to six thousand young men. We have young young brothers that are now um, lawyers in the community. Um, Beautiful. We have about we have about 180 college graduates, and uh, we have a really nice number of young men that are working. Excellent. So that was always my vision. Um, mm-hmm. 
I worked at Goodwill. I worked at the Winston Salem Urban League, and I started some amazing programs at those um, nonprofits. And it and it just charged me to do what I'm doing now. Absolutely. And so many young men, yeah, so many young men just don't take their educational prowess serious. Mm-hmm. So I either get them back into school or get them into a job situation. Absolutely, because uh, speaking of school and Antonio, and I think any of us can say this, we we went to one of the best high schools when we were at that uh, particular age. And I think for for you and me going to a school such as Carver High, we had mentors that really shaped our lives. Like you said, coming up and growing up in a single-parent household, you, you really had a lot through your coaches mentors who were like father figures for you and as a, ma- as a matter of fact let, let, let's get to that I, w- I want to ask you this as, as an aside question uh, growing up in the community who were some of your mentors and is there any one thing or perhaps an action that truly motivated you now before you answer that question for me I want to I, I want to play a little game of uh, let's let's take a trip down memory lane. So take this trip with me because there is one individual that comes to mind that especially for our listeners, whether they themselves are graduates of Carver High School or have family members who went. When I mentioned the name Jim Bovender, what comes to your mind? Because no question he was a mentor for you. Well, Coach Bovender was um, a catalyst in my survival. Yeah. Um, he was my high school coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still talk to him today from time to time. We, Wonderful. We try, to we try to connect about once every month at least. Um, but he, he saved my life. Yeah. Um, when so many others wanted to throw me away, mm-hmm. he made it a point to give me a second, a third chance. Um, I was actually kicked off the football team my freshman year, and he moved me up to varsity. Wow! So that I wouldn't be, yeah, so that I wouldn't be running the streets or whatnot. And I actually played a little bit, but when I when I think about Jim Bovender and Coach Poe and yeah, you know De- Dexter Felder and Danny Piggott, mm-hmm. um, these guys um, took time away from their own families to make sure that I made it, and I appreciate it. Wow. And you really did take us back with with some of those uh, fabulous names that you just mentioned. Love the fact that you still stay in contact with with Coach Bovender and possibly others, because, you know what, Antonio, just as an aside. And and what year? What year did you come out at Carver? I came out in 1989. You came out a year after me. Oh, my goodness. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And you know what? Speaking of taking this trip down memory lane and going back, I remember Antonio, especially when it came to our football team. And this is when Carver was the talk of the town because mm-hmm. you guys were, were helping us win championships like year after year. And this one, you know, Carver was, was on top of its game. But literally when I look back and I don't know about you, but I still have my old high school yearbooks. And every now and then I just get this, you know, something just strikes me to want to just go back and, and look at some of the pictures of our old classmates. And I look back at some of the pictures of our football team. You guys were some big dudes. 
Because to me, you because of the size that some of you guys were, I'm like, what y'all mama's feeding y'all? Because you guys, <laughs> you guys to me, and even when I look back at these pictures, you guys were huge. You look like the NFL should have just drafted y'all when y'all were still in high school. Because that and that was that was really how most of high school football players looked back in those days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We just took so much pride in putting on that blue and gold. Absolutely, and absolutely. That's yeah. right. And I tell you what, I always look forward to Friday nights because Antonio, I was in the marching band, so you know, mm-hmm. under the direction of of Mr. Rudolph Valentino Boone, I mm-hmm. always look forward. To Friday nights because you know that was that was the heart of football season between watching you guys play and win some fantastic games and then when it came to halftime to have the band come out and we were able to do our thing those were some good memories very good memories I remember Chris Red Chris Red was the best drum major who you telling <laughs> and I hope Chris is either listening or word will get back to you. you remember when Chris used to do that lean he'd go out there with his whistle. Absolutely. <laughs> to that Lee. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm so enjoying this. Not just for the the good memories, but let let's bring it back to where we are in twenty twenty. And mm-hmm. obviously the great memories, Antonio, that you are making in shaping these young men who went down or are going down a similar path to what you were doing. So now that we know why you started this nonprofit for young men what a lot of people who already know about you in the community is that you're also an author in addition to being a mentor. And I want to talk about a couple of, of fantastic books that you've written. Let's start with Lessons Learned. That was your first book released back in 2015. So tell me about book number one and why it's so important from the time that you wrote it up until now, five years later. Well, Lessons Learned was so amazing to me because my mother wrote the first chapter, which set the tone for people to get to know me. Right. Um, from a small town called Baden, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, it was easy to maybe lose focus. Mm-hmm. But, but I had uncles and aunts. I had great-grandparents, amazing grandparents that would never let me put my education second. Wow. Um, and. And the amazing thing about my family and my mother is that we're all survivors. We're all fighters. And so Lessons Learned pretty much set the tone for who I am. And it talked about the Bill Elliott's, the teachers at Carver High School that Mm -hmm. took a lot for me and spent extra time. And people were like, why are you wasting your time with him? He's he's not even worth it. Like I said, those are the ones that threw me away. Right. And and these are the, the men that I pay homage to now mm-hmm. because I could, I got shot on my 20th birthday on Antique Campus. Wow. And in my, in my book, Lessons Learned, I let people know that uh, God kept me here for a reason. And my praying family, my praying church family, and um, my mother who sat by my side in Moses Cone for nearly a month. And wow. I just, you know, I just have, I've, I've always told people that if you have two parents that love and care for you, mm-hmm. you have no excuse to fail. But if you have one, yeah, you use that as motivation to just keep pushing forward. And that's what lessons learned is all about. And you, you have, and, and I use the present tense, Antonio, because even though 
your mom has fallen asleep in death. I know that you still love her and miss her very dearly, but you really had mm-hmm. such a bond that is so beautifully unique between a mother and a son in her raising you as a single parent, but never letting that deter you from becoming the man that she always knew that she would be. And I know she's so proud of you. And you look forward to the day you're going to see that smile on her face again. And you can tell her about all the things that you continue to accomplish that she's just going to be so eager and excited to hear about. Absolutely. Now, you also touched on the fact that you grew up in the Baden, North Carolina area. Now, for those that may not be too familiar, because Baden is one of those hidden gems when we talk about cities, but you grew up near Concord, Kannapolis, the Lexington area, Salisbury, Asheboro, Albemarle, China Grove, and Seagrove, if that gives people an an idea. So, yeah, you you were kind of like right on the border between the Charlotte area. Yeah, I was a country boy, and um, <laughs> all my uncles are country. Yeah. So, and I was one of three boys, and wow. I have an older brother named Chris and a younger brother named Ben. And mm-hmm. and the one thing that we're all most proud of are that we all, we're all college graduates, and my, yeah. my younger brother went and got his master's. So it's an education thing for us, and we just try to make sure that you give yourself a fighting chance and finish Absolutely. high school and try college. Mm-hmm. Speaking of college, you are also a proud graduate. I uh, believe 1994, you joined the Ram uh-huh. family of Winston-Salem State University. That's right. That's right. Winston-Salem State, big house games. Yes. Was walking the campus when I was there. And wow. A different kind of mystique. Mm-hmm. Um, for a student athlete, you had to graduate. You just couldn't go to school and play sports and quit you had to graduate you, absolutely that's how you became a, an official member of the family you graduated that's right that's right and of course uh many of our radio family antonio without question are very familiar with clarence big house Gaines, another mm-hmm. living legend and another tremendous mentor in your life and likely a mentor in the lives of, of many other young men who were there around the same time that you were now getting yeah. back to your books after lessons learned you had a follow-up called the answer book number two can you tell me a little bit about this book i can tell you a little i can't tell you a lot because i want them to still go and buy this book but i will tell you this the answer to america's crisis Mm -hmm. i think i think there's a mentor in all of us yeah um oftentimes people say well i'm not rich well, it's not about money. Mm-hmm. It's about knowledge and what you're willing to share. And it's about finding someone who wants help. Yeah. Every, a lot of people need help, but some don't want it. Yeah. And if someone wants help and they're coming to you for help, they see something in you that they value. Right. They've adopt, they want to adopt your redeemable values. It may be your honesty. It may be your hard work and resilience. Whatever it is about you that you that they see in you, you have to be willing to give that back to them. Mm-hmm. So for me, my brother's second chance is my is, is my opportunity to help another person. Some of my young men have no issues in school. Some of them have um, no problems per se in school, but they're being recruited by gangs. Right. So I step in and I help them focus on school. Mm-hmm. Um, 
none of none of my young men in my program are bad kids. Some just need to fix their relationship with their father. Some don't have fathers. Right. And that's where we step in. I have an amazing um, board and some amazing mentors. And the thing that makes my program so great is that I not only have male, but I also have female mentors because Fantastic. some of my guys yeah. are just looking for the nurturing of a mother. They don't have that. Right. So in that situation, us guys, we're, we're gonna we're gonna fall short every time trying to uh, apply that nurturing. Right. Uh, we're always nature, but I have young ladies that help me out and they tutor tutor some of these guys, and we take groceries to them every other weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Once to Sell Them Foundation has been amazing. They've um, been partners with us, and they've done some amazing things uh, for us these past two years. And uh, I don't want to get off the radio before I tell them thank you. And to everyone who's ever supported my brother's second chance, whether it was a donation, mm-hmm. uh, our time donated, uh, finances, I just want to say thank you because it's been uh, a blessing. Beautifully said, Antonio, and I think that is the perfect way to bring the first half of our conversation to a close. I got a few more questions. Can you stick around with me for the second half of the program? I promise I'll be right here. Thank you so much. And I want to extend a thank you, a fellow alum, for what you have been doing the last 13 years and obviously what you want to continue to do for these young men. I will say this, Antonio, before we go to break, Radio Family, for those of you, uh, because, Antonio, you are very active on social media, so this will be a great opportunity to let our listeners know that they can find you on a platform such as Facebook. You have a, a lot of wonderful and fantastic videos of the work that you do with your young boys and young men. And so for anyone to really get a, a first look, up close and personal look as to what you do as a great mentor, they can certainly, one route is by means of social media, correct? Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I'm try to stay active on Facebook. Yes, I do. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Antonio, let's take this break. We will come back. More of the weekend edition of Community Focus. We will return right after this. We are officially back. More of the weekend edition of Community Focus. Radio Family, of course, your fine company and definitely the company of members of our Community Focus family. Antonio Stevenson joins me, Renee Vaughn. And you know what, Antonio? Typically... Persons who appear for the very first time on this public affairs show, I call them newbies, but I couldn't really say that about you because one, we're both graduates of Carver High School. So it's like I've already known you for literally what? Some right. some 20, 30 plus years. Family. <laughs> Absolutely. So you were automatically radio family. I think you were first to where I totally skipped over that. You were only a newbie in terms of being on the program for the first time. And, and of course, that that title has long been gone because obviously I'm looking forward, as I usually do at the end of the program, invite our family members. You're always welcome. There is an open door policy with this program, and I know we'll make arrangements to talk again soon. But I am so glad to have you back. Many, of course, in the community know you through your wonderful nonprofit Again, which is called My Brother's Second Chance or MS, 
or MBSC, excuse me. But many may not also be aware that you serve as the director of operations for QE Schools, quality education based in Winston-Salem. Yes, ma'am. I've been here for two years. Okay, um, great, great. Yeah. Absolutely. And, of course, as we were talking uh, just before the break, the author of two great books, that Radio Family, if you have not had an opportunity to take a look and to really support Antonio in his great effort, his first book is called Lessons Learned, and the follow-up book is is called The Answer. And I appreciate you coming back for the second half of, of the program, my brother. I wanted to pick up and continue our, our conversation why do you care so much about the issues that are plaguing so many of our cities? And how can we as a community and individuals help or get involved to help you? Well, I care so much mainly because, like I said before, I used to be one of these young men. Yeah. And it's so easy to throw us away. It's so easy to say, um, let's let's just give him some time. Let's, let's lock him up and throw the key away. Mm-hmm. And one of my mentors, um, the sheriff of Forsyth County, Bobby Kimball Jr., uh, and I were sitting down over breakfast a few weeks ago, and uh-huh. he said, and he said, how can the sheriff's department help you? And I said, there needs to be a mentoring task force. Right. And we immediately called the director of the Big Brothers Big Sisters, Shawan Gabriel, mm-hmm. another another king in this city, an ambassador for for safety and for help. I think he wants to help people more than people want to help themselves, and that's the issue. Right. When you have expectations for someone and they out they outdo the expectations that that person has for themselves. But there are people in this city, the Lakeith Stevensons, the Shawan Gabriels, um, Richard Daniels. Yeah. Um, another fellow Carver alum. <laughs> Right, the list could go on and on. Right, so so many people want to do what they can while they still can. Um, and we got that from Vic Johnson. Vic Johnson, yes, all that. Yes. So, I mean, we just we just need to come together, mm-hmm. not not try to reinvent the wheel. Um, some of the YMCA's are doing the same thing that um, Goodwill is doing, and the Urban League. But the problem is. Some of these, some of these companies, these entities that are getting these funds, are not really using it to help the kids that need it. Exactly. Um, and, and people get mad at me when I say this, but anybody can help a good kid. Mm-hmm. Anybody can help a kid that's already focused on their dreams, already making amazing grades. Mm-hmm. Anyone can help those kids because those kids are already focused on their future. Right. The kids we need to be trying to help are the ones that don't have these resources and Absolutely. can't get these resources. So we have to get these resources to them. So um, after about a 30-minute conversation, I don't think um, Sheriff Kimbrough was able to even eat his breakfast. He was kind of overwhelmed because when you ask me that question, I'm going to give you the answer. Mm-hmm. And um, he immediately jumped up and he said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to fix this. We're going to start to fix this today instead of continuing to talk about it. So there are some wheels currently spinning in our city Yeah, just trying to address these young men that, have the potential, but no one really wants to talk to them. But like I said, a select few of men. So mm-hmm. people, when people ask me how can they help, I said, don't start a mentoring program in your city. 
I'm sure there's one already there. I know some amazing guys in Greensboro that are doing mentoring. And right. mentoring is when you sit down with these kids and you're not afraid to say, pull your pants up. And you're not afraid to, you know, have a conversation, these hard conversations about, you know, I can help you, but you have to put the marijuana down. You have to right. stop hanging with some of these kids that have already made the decision that they don't want to do the work. They don't want to put in the work. They mm-hmm. want to continue to pillage the community. So I've had to tell some people no. Yeah. I've even had some parents to sit down with me and say, look, can you help my son? Mm-hmm. And I will set up an opportunity to go and sit down with her and her son. Right. And these kids look me in the eye. And I'm not saying I didn't used to be this. I was I was this kid too. But this kid looks me in the eye and says, I don't want to change. I enjoy doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And that's when I tell the parent, make sure that not only that they have insurance to go to the hospital for an emergency, but make sure you have their life insurance paid up too because the decisions they are making may cost them their life. Right. And those are the hard conversations that parents don't want to have. But yeah. if your child is not going to listen to you and they're not going to listen to someone like me, mm-hmm. then they'll be made to listen either in jail, prison, or worse. Yeah. And Antonio, I so appreciate that. I, I want to kind of uh, backtrack a little bit on that amazing conversation you had uh, with Sheriff Kimbrough, because what I really appreciate about the two of you gentlemen is you're putting forth the action. You're more than just mm-hmm. words and speeches. You're about seeing results and you're there to make sure that those results actually take place with a lot of our young boys. And of course that can be expected for us as a community, because you and I come from a time in which we grew up in a generation where, you know, we had extra mothers and fathers. It wasn't just our own parents. We -hmm. had parents in the neighborhood that the minute they knew you acted up, who would they go to? They'd be calling our moms and dads saying, look, so-and-so needs to be straightened out or why are they a little bit out of line? And and that's what I really appreciate about what you're doing with your organization and even more so encouraging us that if we haven't already stepped up to the plate to reach out to help you, here's a perfect opportunity to put, again, the emphasis on the action that is so needed to help our young ones because there are so many out there, like you said, who were very much like yourself originally were lost, but somebody took the opportunity, your mentors, and now you are actually exhibiting what the words pay it forward are really all about because you have a direct impact. This impacts you personally to where you want to reach out and make a difference in someone else's life. And, and I right. so, so appreciate you for that because, yeah. And I also like the fact that you're not just focusing on the young boys because there's a lot of young girls out there that are in similar situations that are really putting themselves in a lot of dangerous situations. Yeah. And, and we just need to identify those cries for help 
And once we do, what's the next step that we take? And that's the importance of where you and a Sheriff Kimbrough and a Richard Daniels and everyone who's been contributing can give back to the community. Yes, ma'am. And I urge the young ladies, there are several programs. Um, I work with the police department, um, Pam People's Joiner. Yeah. There are several programs for the young ladies. I, my brother, Second Chance, doesn't work directly with the young ladies. Mm-hmm. We do have female mentors, but it's a conversation I had uh, maybe maybe a month ago with James Gordon. Yeah. He was like, he was like, who's helping the young ladies? Because my wife wants to get involved. And I want every young lady, every successful young lady yeah, who has been through something to be able to share that with a young lady out here that think that, that there's no way out. Yeah. Um, there is a way out. And it's called prayer and, and a mentor. Um, all these young ladies need a mentor. And I'm pushing for it. Mm-hmm. I just try to focus on these young boys because... I know I can help them because I've been where they are. Right. I haven't been where the young ladies are. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I've seen it in my school. I work at Quality Education Academy, um, and my CEO is Tanya Bellinger, and she's she's the epitome of mentoring. And mm-hmm. when I say that, I mean when it comes to the female teachers and the, and the students. Right. Um, not so much during this pandemic situation, but I've seen her you know, just hug some of these children when other people are afraid to hug them and, right. and just say, look, if you need me, I'm here for you. And I've never been to a school since I left high school where I saw that. And I'm sure it goes on, but I've just never seen a, a person with such high stature yeah. make sure that they have a one-on-one uh, relationship with some of these young ladies around here. Absolutely. Antonio, with that said, you also helped me to bring another point that that you made in the conversation we've had within the last few minutes and to take this opportunity to welcome those of you who may just be joining us. You are listening to the weekend edition of Community Focus. Thank you so much, Radio Family, for doing so. And right here on our intercom stations every weekend, great conversations with members of our Community Focus family. We add to the family Antonio Stevenson, who is uh, very much an integral part of his nonprofit, My Brother's Second Chance. He's also, as a mentor, also an author. And Antonio, what I wanted to say, you were mentioning earlier, getting back to that conversation, that breakfast conversation you had with Sheriff Kimbrough. I think, too, that is so important because where we are in the stream of time, and especially where we see how we're living in such volatile times the relationship between community and the police department, whether it's police or the sheriff, is totally broken down to where there is such an increased lack of trust between community and officers, where, again, getting back to our generation, we looked up to a police officer because we, we felt that safety of knowing that they were doing what they took that oath to do, which was to serve and to protect. Right. And, un- and unfortunately, you know, the last, and we can go back probably four or five years, maybe even longer, where we are steadily seeing a breakdown in which that relationship is starting to crumble. And in some communities, it's completely failed at all to where there is absolutely no trust. So what right. I love the fact is when you have someone like a Sheriff Kimbrough wanting to 
restore that relationship, wanting to rebuild that trust between community and law enforcement. That's another crucial part of getting help to our young people. Well, I can tell you this. Um, He's a mentor of mine, Mm -hmm. and I've not always been on the right side um, of of the law. I made some terrible decisions in the past, and he's had to do his job as it applied to me. Right. And I can say that I think we have the best sheriff um, that we've ever had in Forsyth County. I think he cares um, a lot about what people think and what people say and how they view the sheriff department. Um, we had a conversation in Evergreen Cemetery about a year ago, mm-hmm. and we recorded it and put it on Facebook. And People say the craziest things, like sometimes you have to meet people where they are. Yeah. And unfortunately, we had a conversation, an hour-long conversation Mm -hmm. in the graveyard, in the cemetery, because a lot of the kids that we had been trying to reach were dying to die. They couldn't wait to be legendary. And unfortunately, when you listen to the wrong person, you will think legendary is in the cemetery. Yeah. But legendary is alive, and legendary Absolutely. is telling the gangs no, and is le- legendary is making the right choices so yeah. that you can still be here. Exactly to be a legend. Exactly. So, I think the one thing that we stand for and agree on is no, no one's perfect. The police department, the sheriff department, mm-hmm. and us as citizens, yeah. none of us are perfect. Exactly. But if we can just have that have that super hard conversation mm-hmm. with each other, like, what is it gonna take? I've had my run-ins with the police. I've been right. I've been wrong. But the only thing that really matters is what's right. And what's right is to have that conversation and try to try to meet each other halfway. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen a, any crazy police brutality in Winston-Salem, but I have seen it elsewhere. Right. And just because it's not here doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. Exactly. But since it's not here, it doesn't mean we go start burning buildings down. So I... That's the message I give my kids in my program. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, they were ready to go to Charlotte and riot. And I was like, why? You got work tomorrow morning. Are you throwing your job away? Mm-hmm. And just like that, it made sense. Yeah. So someone has to step in and have these hard conversations with these young men because a lot of them are amazing leaders. But from time to time, they, they follow. Yeah. And they may follow the wrong path. So... We're in constant contact with them um, due to COVID and the pandemic. We don't have that face-to-face with them as much as we need to. Right. But nothing is stopping us to send a text or a phone call every exactly. day. That's how we focus, on, it, we it, focus on that now. Exactly. And for a lot of us, too, Antonio, the new norm for us is doing things virtually. Uh, in, in, in a sense, with our conversation this morning, as much as I would have loved to have had you here with me in the studio, hopefully yeah. we, we can get back to that face to face interaction. But I am just I'm just just so just so grateful that we've had this opportunity to talk. And I think everything that you have just said really leads to the next question. Where do you hope to see MBSC? in either the coming months or in the coming years. It's wonderful, again, for those who didn't hear you mention earlier, you've had this nonprofit for some 13 years. I'm sure many of us listening 
are cheering you on for another 13 and possibly beyond that, if possible? Well, I would like to see um, MBSC on a larger platform uh, right right here in Winston-Salem. Yeah. Um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine in Charlotte and said, can we have an MBSC in Charlotte? And I said, I'll take it to my board of directors, but we're still looking for a home. We're still looking for a building. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had a van that, that was given to us by a church that shut down, and the van did a great job for us for about a year, and then it shut down. So we're looking for a building, and we're looking for some uh, automobiles, some transportation that's going to you know stand the course. So, so we, we're looking for a few things, but when our kids were – having trouble eating during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these churches were giving out food. Our kids didn't have ways to go and get the food. So right. well, thanks again to the Winston Salem Foundation. They gave us um, a grant that made sure our kids didn't go hungry. And uh, we sustained the grant for a while. And now we're trying to find um, finances um, to get a building and, and maybe get two vans so we can continue to take these kids to college visits and mm-hmm. um, like little sporting events that make them dream bigger. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. It was amazing to me that so many of our kids had never been out of Winston-Salem. Wow. And uh, that, that probably, that touched my heart the most. And yeah. I, yeah. I made a couple calls. I called Yancey Thigpen and, and he donated and uh, wow. I wasn't able to get, get through to a lot of people who I knew would help. But, but mm-hmm. like I said, Yancey Thigpen, Willie Ladder and um, several several former Rams helped me out a lot. Um, Coach Tim Grant, Tim Grant is still my mentor. He was able to reach back and help me out. So Wonderful. sometimes it's not money. Sometimes it's a conversation and, yeah. and some knowledge. So Absolutely, I've been I've been overly blessed. Without question. So with that said, Antonio, my next obvious question to you has to be this. Share as much contact information as you possibly can so we can get those who are listening to our conversation wanting to get on the horn to get in contact with you to help in any way that you deem is possible for that Mm -hmm. individual to do. I will share first um, my brother's second chance, www.mybrothers, with an S, Another is secondchance.com. Uh, and I will also share my cell phone number. I have a problem with that, 336-324-3415. And I will also share my website to get the books, um, antoniostevenson.com, www.antoniostevenson.com. And um, thank you all for listening. I appreciate you for having me, Ms. Vaughn. Absolutely. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I'm telling you, I was I was looking forward and we had this conversation before we actually went on air with this conversation. How much I was looking forward to, to speaking to you. Now, let me let me ask you one final question and then give you an opportunity, Antonio, for any further uh, closing comments or thoughts. What are the typical ages of, of your young boys or young men that you work with? Um, most of my guys are at Carver High School, and okay. they uh, they can come to us as early as the ninth grade. Okay. Some uh, are referred to us in the tenth grade by um, Dan Pickett Jr. Right. He's the athletic director over there, and 
And what we're trying to do is make sure that the most under underserved kids get as much attention from us as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, there are two kids at East Forsyth in my program and several kids here at Quality Education okay. Academy in my program, but we're trying to focus on this side of town, right over yeah. off the Carver School Road area. Right. Yeah. And um, we just we just tried to make sure we're here when people reach out. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, a news, um, Spectrum News did a, a story on me. I got calls after that from Charlotte, Gastonia, wow. Lexington. Wonderful. And I wish, it was crazy. I wish I could serve all those mm-hmm. um, students. But what I've had to do now is do my due diligence and reach out to some of these churches. There should be a mentoring program in every church. There should be a mentoring program in every school. And if there's not, I'm willing to come and travel and help you start a mentoring program. But what we do isn't hard. It's just giving everyone the love and support that they need. Absolutely. Um, Some need more than others. I know when I was young, I needed more than others because I had a problem trusting people. Mm -hmm. And some of these young brothers are so smart. They know when you're faking and they know when you're real. Yeah. So if you really want to give back, they know it. And then you're really just trying to do some community service hours. They know it. So mm-hmm. we just we just want to show them the love that they deserve and give them a push in the right direction. And we're a phone call away. Absolutely. Well, beautifully said. I, I don't think I need to follow up on that, Antonio, <laughs> other than to extend a huge thank you for, for what you do. Again, I know your mom is proud, all of your family is proud. When's the last time you've been back home to Baden? I went to, um, I was in the Baden, New London area about a month ago. Okay. Um, I still have a lot of family down family there. Family there, mom, yeah. Yeah, my mom's sisters and brothers are still um, right there in Baden in New London. Mm-hmm. And I went fishing at Baden Lake <laughs> about a month ago. Uh, me and my brother Chris, Chris Turner. Awesome. So we went, we went fishing and we almost made a whole night of it, but we left kind of I got you. Yeah. Well, you know what? On that note, because we are getting close and and I hope this, uh, you know, it's always that time of year we fall back or we spring forward with with daylight saving time. I personally much rather have the longer days. I really Mm -hmm. wish we would just stop changing these clocks personally. But anyway, I love the fact that you were able to do that with with your brother as far as the fishing, because the weather, I think this is the first time in probably a number of years that we have actually had a real fall season, because it seems by the time October rolls around, we get maybe two, eh, I'd say three weeks tops, and then it goes right into the winter season. But I mean, even now, we have been in like the upper 60s, low 70s. The nights have been pretty comfortable in the 50s. They may dip down to the 40s in the next several days, but this has actually been a very good fall year thus far, considering everything else that has happened in 2020. It's been a rough year. Yeah, yeah it really here. has. It really has. But the bright spot, of course, Antonio, is you and and what you're doing with your nonprofit, My Brother's Second Chance. Well, let me say this to you, my brother, in parting. With this program, there are never any goodbyes. So just until next time, and hopefully, like we mentioned earlier, we can do it face-to-face. We may still be wearing masks, but we can hopefully do it face-to-face. You take care 
I wish you all the best. And I'm looking forward to that next time because I would love to hear an, an update and perhaps, you know, share some of, of the success stories of your young men with us here on, on a future program. This sounds good to me. Until next time. Absolutely. And the same for you, Radio Family. Indeed, until next time. And to also express my thank yous for the good things that you're doing in our communities. Please continue the great work and continue to do it as safely as you possibly can. So we do officially bring to a close another wonderful conversation here on the weekend edition of Community Focus. Renee Vaughn and joining me this weekend, Antonio Stevenson. Indeed, until that next time, take care and enjoy the rest of your weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.